In a dominant 59-23 stomping of the team up north, Arizona football secured their second straight Territorial Cup victory this past Saturday. The Wildcats had the game secured by the end of the first half, leading 31-7 as the two teams made their way into the locker room. The first two quarters saw five Wildcat touchdowns, one forced fumble, and one interception. The second half was much of the same, and by the final whistle, Noah Fafita had thrown for 527 yards, Tedero McMillan had caught for 266, and Michael Wiley had driven three touchdowns. Arizona football now finishes off the regular season with a 9-3 record and awaits bowl game selection this Sunday. Because our regular season has come to an end, so is the Wildcat Rundown. So on this finale of the podcast, I have two of our veteran specialists on the show, Kyle Ossendorp and Tyler Loop. It's about time, but we finally have some representation of the specialist here on the Wildcat Rundown. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle Ostendorp and Tyler Loop. Thank you guys for being here today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Almost slept through it. <laughs> I know we had to text Kyle. We were like, hey, you able to make it? I thought you were studying, maybe eating. I was in the locker room slump, so. How to get that, that nap in. Well, that kind of leads into one of the questions I had for you guys today. You are both very busy with the academics. You guys didn't choose easy majors by any mean. And then you guys are also very involved. And then you're football players. So I would love to hear from each of you what a day in the life looks like for you on a, probably like a Tuesday, because I know you guys also lift on that day, so it's probably a fuller day for you guys. Want me to start? Yeah. Uh, well, I was originally in the 6 a.m. group with the rest of the specialists, but I like my sleep, so I, <laughs> I moved to 8 a.m. So I lift at, or I come in around 6.30, get breakfast, do all that, and then I lift at 8 with the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and then I go class, 9.30 to 10.45, and I go in the training room, get some like compression boots, some recovery stuff going on, and I do either do a homework or work for my internship. And then I have class from uh, 2 to 3.15. I had to take this class, so it interferes with meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But then uh, practice, dinner, and then go home and do more homework, stuff like that. So and then do it again. Too crazy. Yeah, every <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> uh, 6 a.m. lift, class from 8 to 12.15. Uh, come to the facility, grab lunch, do a little bit of recovery. Um, read and then practice from, or we'll have football block from two to seven. So we'll have football kind of starting at two and uh, we'll leave the facility about seven. Uh, and then on a Tuesday, um, typically I'll go hang out with some of my friends. We'll um, have a Bible study, uh, spend some time reading a book together, just kind of chopping up and uh, get, getting some good time away from football, some good rest, and I'll do that till about 9.30, go home, wind down, and get ready for the next day. What advice would you offer other student athletes for balancing your schedule? Is there anything you've learned over the years that really helps you guys stay organized or just stay on top of such a hectic time? I mean, it's not fun. You've got to know that first and foremost. I mean, it's a job, it's a business. You can't just expect every day to be a leisure. So. You got to put your nose to the ground, some work hard, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, like, it's hard. Um, it's not something that's like you have to love your sport if you want to enjoy uh, enjoy being a student athlete. It has to be something that you're really passionate about. Um, I think the biggest thing is spending intentional time each week planning. Uh, so knowing what you have that week, rather than kind of getting surprised by 
oh, I have this at football or I have this at my sport and I have all these classes and these exams I didn't expect. Um, if you actually like spend time sitting down and plan out your week, um, it can really honestly let you live a little more free when you know where you're gonna have free time, where you need to be, uh, what you need to do. I think it's important to like plan for optimizing your free time as well, like yeah. having fun with some stuff. Like during our off day on Monday, like I'm doing homework for 10 hours, I'll be sure to go to the golf range for like an hour and a half, do something like that. Yeah. Make time for yourself. So golfing for you on Monday, how else do you guys spend your Mondays, which are off here? Ooh, pickleball, golf, just going outside, stuff like that. I'm the opposite. I, rest day is in day. Like it's an indoor day for me. Like just, uh, I'll hang out with my roommates. I'll go get uh, lunch and dinner with them. I'll spend some time with some older, older guys who uh, pour their life into me and mentor me. It's usually a way to get away from football and get off my feet. Yeah, you guys kind of get a little life balance there away yeah. from the facility here. Yeah. New people, new activities. I like that. So, Kyle, this is your fifth year here at Arizona Loop, your fourth, and the season is flying by. What has been your favorite moment so far this season? Honestly, just the whole thing. I mean, it's been a completely different experience so far from what I've been used to in the past, and I think Coach Fish has been, uh, been doing an amazing job bringing this team together. I think the guys in the locker room are all great. It's uh, great to be around them. And uh, the season really flies by a lot faster when you have your friend with you every single day. So it's been awesome. Yeah. I don't have like a favorite moment so the far. Just winning. Do you have a favorite game yet? Um, I mean, beating ASU last year was probably like the start <coughs> of all the fun. And like this whole year has been great. So. Yeah. Uh, favorite like specific moment? Uh, we were in the team hotel at Colorado and Big Jonah uh, was playing the piano and all the all the D-line and like all the O-line was gathered around there singing Lean On Me by Bill Withers. And it was really funny because you'd hear it like in the elevator um, on the other side of the hotel. And uh, that, that was a cool moment. Like you, you talk about the culture change here of um, guys actually loving each other, guys caring about each other um, and having like a close team. I think that just kind of embodies that really well um favorite game honestly last game like yeah we like, haven't beat utah until this year yeah so big. we haven't beat utah uh in the time that i've been here and like that first quarter um you know day game, oh, sold, day game. sold out day crowd game. red out like zona zoo was going crazy um and like when we blocked the punt and the stadium just went nuts that was a that was a really fun game and yeah that was that's probably my favorite one so far mm -hmm. and you guys are talking about the culture and something also especially for the specialist group is just the consistency that you guys have had with not only you two being here a while but also seth cam forbes and then the coaches too you guys have had a little more consistency consistency this season than years past how has that helped you guys with just performance and also mental preparation yeah i think just being together for the whole time has really led to having a good operation i mean seth has been lights out since the day he got on campus pretty much so it's been cool i mean for the field goal operation we know where the ball is going to be every single time the hold the spin everything's going to be good and then just lights out kicking so I think it's cool to have the same guys been working for for five years, really just boil down to the reps you guys see on TV, but it's been a lot more than that. Yeah, like most of the dudes in our room are pretty veteran, so uh, like you said, everything just gets smoother with time and repetition and practice, so, you know, 
we we've been able to build a pretty cool dynamic and relationship within the room having the same guys for three or four years um so that's been that's been one of the cool things this season what does a practice look like for you guys because every position group breaks off and they have their own time together to focus on their skill sets and their specific drills but you guys are on your own a lot for practice you guys come over here to the stadium to kick and then you're back and uh, what is what is a typical practice? Yeah, look it's like a lot for of you? ping pong. Sometimes you go to the rec center and go to the pool, <laughs> sunbathe. Not sure. people think that's what specialists do, but uh, it's really like just a lot of repetition, doing the same one thing uh, over and over again, just making sure everything's dialed down to the millimeter. That's what it really needs to be uh, boiled down to. So we'll get forty long snaps, forty short snaps, lots and lots of punts, lots of kicks, and stuff like that. Stretching, mobility, all that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll see like Liam and Kaysen, who work the coaches that work with you guys. They're constantly measuring everything, taking down notes, mm-hmm. analyzing things like that too. Where it seems like it's such a more precise yeah. position. <laughs> yeah, it's like golf. Yeah, no, it's very similar to golf. Like <clears throat> you got to be able to do the same thing over and over. Like it's a really monotonous job. Uh, you know, you got to. It, it's a craft that we've developed over a number of years. Like. You know, I started really kicking in eighth grade, meeting with a coach every every few weeks, every month. Um, and just, it'll be something so small that you have to change and you're working on constantly. Um, I, I heard it said, uh, oh, I think it was, uh, there was a sports psychologist, uh, I don't remember his name, but he said, kicking is not about a perfection, but it's about being a perfect adjuster. And uh, so understanding as a specialist how to, you know, what you need to work on, what needs to improve, uh, and just like every day hammering that out, being really intentional with that has been, uh, it's kind of what our practice is all about. How often do you guys individually kick or punt? I know in the season you guys are doing it every day as a team, but in the summer or off season, are you guys working by yourselves a lot? Yeah. I mean, I would say pretty much every single day over summer or or, uh, in the spring or winter, we're doing something on our own because you can't necessarily kick every day because your legs will get blown out. But uh, whether I'm with the snappers or just doing something else intentionally, like practicing my drop or practicing, um, I know like steps are a big thing for kickers or snappers will do different drills as well, but it's pretty much an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll echo that. I mean, we'll get together two, three times a week and work on our operation and our unit, but um apart from that really it's pretty just mastering your individual craft over the off season and then tyler you said you started kicking around eighth grade what made you get into football did you always were you always a kicker did you play anything else yeah so i grew up playing soccer and like my whole life if you asked me what i wanted to do there's like no doubt i want to be a professional soccer player um and i always kicked the ball pretty far and my dad took me up to our middle school and I was like, all right, I know you don't like football, but we're going to kick this football. Uh, And I kicked it, and I did pretty well my first time out and enjoyed it. Um, There's actually a guy who I went to high school with. His name is Blake Pfaff. He played safety here. Well, his dad kicked here, uh, I think, 80s. Um, Yeah, his dad kicked here in the 80s, early 90s, and uh, he was my first kicking coach. And he kind of told me what college football was like. And uh, it it started to, over the years of 
kicking in high school and uh, I just started to fall in love with it. Like kicking became my main thing and it became something that I wanted to pursue, um, not only in college, but professionally. And it's just been kind of a passion of mine since then. Did he have an influence on you coming here then? Uh, a little bit. I, I remember when like going through recruiting, um, like being from Texas, you don't really hear a lot about the West Coast. Um, and like, I didn't know what the Pac-12 was because like, my whole life was like Texas football, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, like those big 12 SEC schools. And uh, <laughs> I, I got contacted a little bit by one of the coaches here and I didn't really think much of it. And then uh, Doug Pfaff, the guy who kicked here, uh, he called me and was like, hey dude, you need to pick up the phone because like this place is awesome. And so I remember Googling Arizona Stadium and saw saw the camp. So I was like, oh shoot, like this is like, this is a cool place. Um, and so he kind of sparked the interest of like getting me, getting me, uh, yeah, getting me interested in Arizona. So he did have a little bit of an influence. Were you a little nervous moving all the way from Texas to Tucson? No, I loved it here. Like when I when I came on my visit, I came on like a campus tour my junior year. Uh, and I loved it. Like walking around the campus, the weather was awesome. I'd never seen like mountains like that before. I mean, except for going skiing in Colorado, but Texas is flat. Arizona, like Tucson, surrounded by beautiful mountains. Uh, the weather was really nice when I came. And then I came with my official, I was like, yeah, like this is, this is where I belong, so. And then Kyle, you're from the Phoenix area. Yeah. Did you always want to go to the U of A? Did you have family that went here? When did the University of Arizona kind of get on your radar? Um, I mean, I always grew up watching the territor Territorial Cup, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's a hard word to say. It is, it's a tongue <laughs> But <twister>. uh, <laughs> Yeah, I always watched that. Uh, we used to go to a lot of the ASU games and everything like that, but then once uh, U of A offered me, I came down here. I just really wanted to stay down in Tucson. I wanted to be close to my family instead of going somewhere else in the Pac-12. And uh, it's turned out really well for me, so I'm excited to be here. So. How did you get into punting? So I played soccer also, but then I started playing football in like the fifth grade or something. And I was always like the kicker and punter just cause I had a big leg and stuff like that. But I always played like tight end or fullback or linebacker as well. And then going into high school, I played rugby and I played football both. So I did a lot of the kicking and rugby as well. And we had really good kickers in my high school uh, that went to like LSU, Air Force, uh, Weber State, stuff like that, and our coach was like, okay, you need to start punting. And my uh, high school coach, Rich Camarillo, was a 16-year NFL vet for the Patriots, Cardinals, five-time Pro Bowler, and he kind of taught me everything I know, and he's been a great influence in my life, so he taught me how to punt, and I still work with him to this day, so that's been, that's been cool. And so football out beat rugby and soccer, it just, it was the one that lasted for you? Yeah, I mean, I really liked rugby, but uh, <laughs> once, they don't pay as much, so <laughs> I thought uh, it was a good decision to come get my education, because for rugby, it's not a huge D1 sport. I mean, it's sponsored, but uh, we have to go play overseas, so I wanted to stay here. Did you always know that you wanted to study aerospace engineering, or was that something that once you got here, or decided you were coming here, that you started looking into? Um, I wanted to do astrophysics initially, mm -hmm. but then, uh, I looked at all the curriculum and it was just too academic side of it. Was not, it wasn't practical enough for me at the time, so I wanted to do aerospace instead. So that's when I looked at it. And you've stuck with it and you're getting, is it your master's now? Or? Yeah, okay. so I finished my master's in about 
like three weeks now. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone's counting, but <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to be done with that. So that was do, you, do you want to continue your education? What's the no, plan? No, I want to get my PhD. <laughs> Maybe further down the road, but. Do you know exactly what you want to do with that yet? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Explain for people who might not know what aerospace engineering is. What is it? Um, well, there are different aspects of it. Like you can have controls and dynamics where you work on like controlling the attitude and orbit of a rocket ship, or you can also have the fluid mechanics part of it where you are studying the airflow over certain solid bodies. So that's what I focus on, like reducing drag, increasing lift, all that fun stuff. Rocket science. Rock it is rocket science, yeah. <laughs> It is legitimately rocket science. <laughs> all right, I have some fan questions for you guys now. So. We'll transition into those. The first one comes from Charlie, and he asked, would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? Oh, hands for feet. Hands for feet. That'd be a unique way to play football, though. Yeah, but you can run on all fours. That'd be pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Be fast. Kyle, do you have an answer? <laughs> I don't know. This is tripping me. I like having thumbs too much. Like, I don't think mm. I could have just like- Yeah, you have to go hand for feet. Yeah. yeah. I like having thumbs. Grab things. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty important, I guess. Four-handed <laughs> catches. Maybe beat T-Mac in a hands competition then. <laughs> How do you prepare to handle the pressure of a game? I'll take this one. Uh, so we in practice will kind of try and simulate um, game reps. So we do this thing every Tuesday called pressure kicks and uh, It'll be a set of five kicks for or a set of five field goals, and the whole team will be around screaming, um, kind of simulating a rush on the O line as well. Uh, and then, you know, aside from that, it's just preparation, like under understanding that, uh, you know, if you took away the rush and you took away the stadium and you took away all the fans, what we're doing is really so isolated uh, that it's not much different than in the summer when we're out there working just us three empty stadium um complete silence and just relaxed uh you know once you understand that it makes it makes pretty nice the next question comes from andy and he asked what is your favorite post-game celebratory meal it's not healthy i can tell you that for that's sure that's okay <laughs> but, we're celebrating uh, <laughs> uh i don't know i mean the Big Mac bundle. The Big Mac bundle and McDonald's. That can get you through a lot of things. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes I go for like the Crunchwrap Supremes. You got to get one of those. But uh, normally after games, I'm like not hungry at all. So well, so cool. many of the games this year were so late too that. Yeah, late games and they feed us like crazy. I'm already overweight, so I need to chill. I know Tanner's been yelling at me for the past like four weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, Recently, for me, it's been Whataburger. Oh, gross, dude. A Texan. A <laughs> yeah. Texan. Yeah. It's like, overrated. It's, it's, it's more of their tradition, though. Hold yeah. on. No, no. It's not fresh. It's, and now it's better. It's more I know you guys both from Texas. Whataburger's I, not good. Whataburger. I will agree with Kyle. I don't mind Whataburger, but I am honestly an In-N-Out fan. Thank you. Yeah. It's just not a, a Texan thing to say. Yeah. But. No, In-N-Out's great. In-N-Out's great. <laughs> I love In-N-Out. Uh but it's more of the open 24 hours, like after a football game, I can go uh, go there with my friends and hang out. Is 2 a.m. not late enough for you? Huh? Is 2 a.m. not late enough for you at In-N-Out? That's what I thought. It's more of a tradition. No rebuttal. Well, okay. It's more we grew up a couple yeah. towns over and it was every high school game, football. I played soccer even after soccer games. Whataburger was the spot. Like. See, we'd all go to In-N-Out or like a sports bar. 
<laughs> Not to drink a gut wing. Like 17 years old. <laughs> My be yeah. The next question is also a food question. What is your go-to pregame meal? Oh god, I think I made fun of this because I don't care if it's a 9 a.m. game or an 8 p.m. game, but all the other specials are eating like, for example, when we played Colorado, it was like noon. They're eating like pancakes and like bacon and stuff. And I just have steak, pasta, rice, and like all that other stuff. So I'm weird. I'm not a big breakfast guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time of the day. Yeah. I just, I just pick something with a lot of carbs in it. Like fuel up for the game. So I'm not, not too picky on what it is, just carbs. Another question comes from Perez and he asked, what is your leg day workout routine? Oh, whatever Tio does up for us. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we we work out with a team, so whatever they're doing is what we're doing. Man. You need Seth in on this one. He's a freak. Yeah. Seth yeah. is well, like over 500 pounds easily. Jeez, so. yeah. he's into it, yeah. Seth, Seth's an animal in the weight room. He's, uh, yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> we'll tell Perez to reach out to him then. Exactly. <laughs> the last one comes from Brisa, and she's asking, are you guys superstitious? No. No. I mean, I just have the things I enjoy to do. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I wear certain girdles because I don't like the way like leather pads feel. Like, yeah. but I wouldn't say like, superstitious necessarily. Gotcha. No yeah. pregame rituals, anything like that. Hmm. I put my cleats on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. the routine of it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a routine. It's not like a superstition thing. Yeah. So, I like, think every kicker needs a routine. Every yeah. Day. Like it's it's important to have a routine as a specialist. I think I think honestly you can't really be superstitious as a specialist because if one little thing goes wrong and you start like oh this happened so now this is gonna happen now you've got in your mind like a negative result that doesn't set you up very well. Um, so just understanding like your routine is your routine. Uh, stuff can go wrong, but that doesn't change the fact that your routine works. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.